and we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast coming to you on the Beckett Podcasting Network. I'm your host, Eric Norton. Thank you so much for coming back and hanging out with me again this week. I really appreciate it. This week's show is brought to you by Badger Breaks and Kim Carl Sports Arts. Thanks to those guys for hopping on board and being a part of the team here, getting the podcast out to everybody and uh, just being a part of the team in general. I really appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. It really does mean a lot to me. I uh, hope you guys are staying warm around the country, man. It is it is just is I've never seen it this cold and I'm, I'm only speaking from, you know, my comfy office here in Dallas, Texas. I don't know really what those temperatures are like. I don't, I, I hope to never experience uh, what, what's going on in the North. Uh, hope you guys are staying warm and safe. That is just ridiculous outside of the weather. It is a big, big news week, uh, in the hobby and in sports in general, um, with the Super Bowl coming this weekend, and looks like they're going to get some cold, or colder temperatures down there that might uh, produce some snow, and that might be a, a repeat of what happened here in Dallas uh, a few years ago. But uh, it, outside of the Super Bowl, there's obviously big hobby news. Uh, we we got a Luka Doncic uh, optic super fractor. I mean, I'm sorry, what do, what do they call that? Um, gold vinyl i said a super factor it's a gold vinyl 101 that's been pulled and graded here uh we have top series one that's out this week and i'm sure you guys are all just going crazy for it i can't say that i'm a big huge fan of top series one baseball but i know as a set collector the set collectors out there you guys eat it up and love it and it's big news because it means that uh Pitchers are pitchers and catchers are reporting soon, and baseball's right around the corner. So, uh, it's it's how the hobby world moves. You know, it's kind of the start of the season. Top Series One comes out, and uh, everybody gets all hyped. Speaking of new products that are out, we might as well go go ahead and get to that. We we've mentioned Top Series One. That's uh, in two versions. You can get the hobby box or the hobby jumbo box, and uh, it's fun either way uh, for you, for you set collectors out there. Then we have 2018 Leaf All American Football Vault is out we have 2019 tristar hit autographed baseball platinum edition is out and then of course we have a nice hockey product as well 2018-19 upper deck sp game use hockey i love sp game use that's my favorite of the sp brands it's it's really nice uh gosh i was looking at the checklist yesterday and the base set is all numbered to the jersey number of the player it's going to be a tough one, man, but it's going to be fun if someone can actually put it together because I think there's actually going to be only one complete base set that's going to be able to put put together because, you know, guys out there with the number ones or twos. So there might be at, at, at least two. I mean, I'm sorry, at the very minimum two, maybe three sets that can be totally put together, but that's a crazy, crazy thing to to think about in the hobby, how, how things are so limited like that now. But it's, it's a fun break nonetheless. We also have a couple of uh, Panini products. 2018-19 Donruss Optic Basketball is out, and 2018-19 Panini Limited Football is out as well. Um, all great products, all, all good good way to have fun in the hobby, and uh, you know it's got a little bit of everything this week. So go check those go check those out at your LCSs. Uh, uh, wherever you're, wherever you're gonna find them at, and pick them up. If you don't have an LCS, I'm sure that you can uh, go ahead and order some online as well. Man, new pricing wise, we have a couple of things too. Uh, just this, this is a fun set. I don't, I'm not a huge Garbage Pail Kid fan, but darn it, this set's just it's it's pretty cool. So, uh, <laughs> Garbage Pail Kids from Tops. Uh, we hate the '90s, and it is just full of everything that I love about 
growing up in the 90s and uh you know i well i was born in the 80s grew I, my childhood was in the 80s my teenage my formative years were spent in the 90s and this is just a, a fun set uh the the card that matt sent me over to talk about is the juicy jewels which is a direct ripoff of uh <laughs> of pulp fiction with the royale with cheese and that's what they call them in france so that's a uh, that's a it's a funny card, but the the set is just full of stuff like that. It's very fun to to go through and reminisce and laugh a little bit. And then also we have um, 2018 Leaf Legends of Wrestling is now priced in your uh, online price guide as well. So that's your new product, your new pricing. It's uh, heavy, and well, it's not heavy, but it, it's it's a good it's a good week for new price uh, for new products and new pricing is just a couple of things, but it's still out there for you to go consume. Uh, make sure you're picking up your online price guide and getting into that because that's the fastest way you're going to get your pricing uh, if you're waiting for that magazine to come out. And that's nice, but you can uh, pick up an OPG for about the same price and uh, enjoy it quicker. So uh, we had a couple of housekeeping things we need to do here because we had a giveaway uh, that was a Fat Packs Edgar Martinez uh, hashtag Fat, Fat Packs Edgar was the hashtag to enter, and it was the Edgar Martinez from Tier, tier 1, uh, number to 120, I believe. And our winner this week is Bang Bang Mr. Sacco, at Dude Cactus Jack. You have one week to claim your uh, to claim your prize. You can send me a direct message on Twitter, and uh, at Fat Packs Podcast, send me a direct message there to claim your prize so I can get this out to you. Uh, and I hope that you are listening, because that's the only way you're going to win. Or that either. So there, there's our winner. Thanks so much for uh, for being uh, part of the show and, and participating. So again, uh, if you're listening, you got one week to win. That means next Thursday, I need to have at least by next Thursday, I need to have an uh, an inbox from you so I can get this uh, Edgar Martinez out to you. By the way, love the avatar there, Bang Bang Mr. Sacco, as dude love in your avatar. That's great. Love me some cactus. That's a uh, one of my favorite childhood memories is watching him in the WCCW and then in the WCW and then eventually in the WWE. And he's one of the best all-time performers. He's got a great giveaway going on right now with a, a trip to WrestleMania that you can go learn about on his uh, on his social media pages. So uh, check him out. Mick Foley does great things in the in the world. He's a good human being. So uh, that's, that's that. Bang, bang, Mr. Sacco. You have a week. You're on officially on the clock and since i'm talking about twitter i want to go get go ahead and give a shout out to um sports the sports card nation podcast i uh was blessed enough to go ahead and be the the feature guest on his uh on the show this week i believe the show drops on friday so uh february 1st that'll come out tomorrow if you're listening to this on the 31st but i had a, I had a great conversation with john it was uh, fun to break down you know what the hobby from my perspective here at war beckett perspective and talk about a little bit about the hobby and just life in general thank you so much for having me on i really appreciate that john that was a uh, really cool and uh it's a it's an inst- well it's not an inside joke you'll hear it when the when the podcast drops but hopefully your son will listen to that one because if he's just listening to this one he's missing he misses missing part of the conversation so hopefully your son will listen to that one as well uh go check him out uh and give him a follow on twitter too it's sports card natty natty one it looks like so if you just search sports card nation podcast he'll come up but his handle is sports card natty one and uh give him give him a follow uh tell him i sent you over there and he will appreciate that i am sure um 
Let's talk about the 30 teams, 30 weeks NBA style. The Denver Nuggets this week are making an appearance. Uh, a little inside, I'm, I'm sure that if you listen to the show long enough, you, you know that I lived in Denver for some point in time. So I have a soft spot in my heart for the Nuggets. And this team is pretty spot on. I can't argue much with it. I would like to hear what Michael Fruitman says about it. Speaking of which, hold on. I just, this just popped in my head. I was blessed enough to be able to uh, hang out with Mike Fruitman and some other guys from the hobby the other night. And um, it was a great conversation had just in general. But I want to tell you something about Mike Fruitman that I like I knew, I understood. But Mike, and he is so dedicated to what he does as uh, just an ambassador of the hobby. This man was taking notes on a napkin in the middle of dinner because he had nothing else to write on. But I promise you all the notes that he took, he'll take back and implement into his his store and the way he communicates and gets gets hobby news out to you. It, I, I love Mike. I've known him since I was 19 or 20 years old. And uh, I, I, you've heard me say it before. He's my hobby shop. When, whenever I go back to Denver, he I'm, he's one of the first two two or three places that I, that I make a stop in and see him. Uh, I've known him for a very long time, and he's, he's really – help kind of shape who I am as a human being. And uh, he's he's a better person than he is a hobby shop owner. But, God, he's a great hobby shop owner, too, and what he does for the hobby. But he is so dedicated that he was in the middle of this conversation. It was, it was an important conversation, too. He was taking notes on a napkin so he could take that back to Colorado with him and, and implement it into what he was doing. And I promise you it's going to make his store better and it's going to make the hobby better, too, for those of you who interact with him. It's really cool, man. So uh, shout out to Mike Fruitman and Mike Stadium Sports Cards. Uh, he knows I love him, but I uh, just want to say it again. I love you. I love you, Mike, and you are you are a great guy. And thank you so much for how you've helped groom me a little bit and uh, in the hobby and, and who I am as a person. More importantly, though, so that that's really cool, bro. Um, all right, Denver Nuggets, Panini NBA, 30, uh, Panini thirty teams, thirty weeks NBA style. Let's break down the Denver Nuggets roster. Um, I, I don't have. Again, I don't. I don't really have a, a a qualm here. I think this is pretty spot on. Alex English, David Thompson, Fat Lever, who Fat Lever, Lafayette Lever, if, if that's what you want to call him, whatever. But Fat Lever is one of the best nicknames in in all of sports. Carmela Anthony, Kiki Vandeweghe, Dan Issel, and Dikembe Mutombo. Those are your uh, your five starters and two reserves on the uh, NBA 30 teams, 30 weeks from Panini. Let's go ahead and break this down. I, I, I can't argue with it. Again, Alex English, the card that they chose was the 2017-18 Panini Ascension. Uh, this is this is such an underrated autograph, I think, in, in the hobby. Alex English is great. The name Alex English is synonymous with the Denver Nuggets, nicknamed the Blade for his ability to swiftly cut through the, the opposing team's defense. English was one of the most prolific scorers of the NBA in the 80s. That is absolutely true. After being traded to the Nuggets in the, in the 1980 season, English found his groove as a player and turned himself into a scoring machine. In fact, from 81 to 89, he was named to the All-Star team eight years in a row and was an All-NBA player in 82, 83, and 86. He led the league in scoring in the 82-83 season with 28.4 points a game and packed an astonishing 29.8 point points per game in the 85-86 season. As of now, English sits 18th on the all-time scoring list with 25,613 points. 
English is regarded as the greatest player in Nuggets history. That is absolutely 100% true. You cannot get that wrong there. Uh, David Thompson, uh, they chose the 2018-19 Don Russ Hall, Hall Dominator signatures uh, out of 99. Skywalker, God, this man could dunk. He could he could jump out of the building. Was one of the most exciting players to ever, ever have ever played the game. Thompson signed with the Nuggets after a legendary college career at NC State and immediately made an impact, averaging 26 points per game in his rookie season and winning Rookie of the Year. Noted for his high-flying and acrobatic dunks, Thompson faced off against Julius Irving in the legendary 1976 ABA dunk contest. Thompson continued to his prolific scoring when the Nuggets moved over to the NBA, including putting together a legendary 73-point performance on the last day of the season in 1978. Absolutely correct. Uh, Fat Lever, again, one of the best names, one of the best nicknames in all of sports. 2018 Donner's significant signatures, uh, number 30, Fat Lever, standing six foot three and weighing a Sylvie. 170, 170 pounds, Lafayette Fat Lever was far from overweight. He could absolutely hold his own in, in the rough-and-tumble days of the 1980s NBA. Lever was solid as a point guard on both offense and defense for the Nuggets. Offensively, he con- contributed 17 points and 7.5 assists per game in his six seasons in Denver, and definitely he was a standout, making the 1987-88 all-defensive second team. One of his most unique traits was his ability to grab rebounds despite playing the point guard position. Lever's number 12 was retired by the Nuggets in 2017, as it should have been. This one is, you know, this next is Carmelo Anthony. He should be here, but I don't like him as a player. He's just, he's all offense. Perennial all-star, the Nuggets scoring leader and bona fide superstar, Anthony checked every box during his time in Denver, except for defense. Melo was one of the most electric and most and dangerous offensive players in the NBA. Drafted third overall, I still see. I still have problems with him because of what he did to to the Longhorns in uh, in the uh, in March Mad- during March Madness in two thousand and two. He just destroyed everybody. Uh, Anthony checked every box during his time in Denver. Melo was one of the most electric and dangerous of offensive players in the NBA. Drafted third overall after winning the NCAA title. His only year at Syracuse, Anthony took the league by storm. Carmelo led the Nuggets in scoring every year he was on the team, 2002 to 2008, peaking in the 2006-07 season when he averaged 28.9 a game. He made five All-Star appearances in his time with Denver and became widely regarded, widely regarded as the best players, one of the best players in the NBA due to his superior offensive ability. Again, cannot play a lick of defense, and he's selfish, but he deserves to be on the team because you know. He's he kind of represents what Denver is here in the uh, uh, latter part of the well. You get what I'm saying. Born in uh, Kiki Vanderway, born in Germany, and f- born in Germany to former NBA player Ernie Vanderway, Kiki started his career in Denver. In his four years in Denver, Vanderway was named to the All Star team twice, and he put on impressive scoring numbers, averaging 26.7 points per game in the 82-83 season, and 29.4 in the 83-84 season. Vanderlei was one of the most lethal scorers in the league. While his tenure with the Nuggets was quite short, Vanderlei left a profound impact on his time with the franchise and lives on in the hearts of Nuggets fans. He's uh, got an interesting story with the Dallas Mavericks as well. Uh, one to definitely check out. Dan Issel. 
The second leading scorer in Nuggets history, when Issel retired from the NBA, he was only behind Wilt Chamberlain. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Julius Irving in career scoring, Issel put up big scoring numbers in addition to pulling down rebounds constantly. He paired up with David Thompson and later Alex English to make the Nuggets. Wow, I'm sorry, I lost my place. I'm sorry, there we go. To make the Nuggets into a high-scoring, exciting team in the late 70s and early 90s. Issel was a two-time All-Star in Denver. He entered and he was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame in 1993. And finally, Dikembe Mutombo, the absolute number one slot here. There's no questions asked that this man belongs on this list with this team. Famous for his finger trademark finger wag after a block, Mutombo is one of the most popular players in NBA history. He started his career in Denver and made an immediate impact in his five years there from 1991 to 1996. In his rookie season, the 91-92 season, Mutombo would not only be named the all-rookie team, named to the all-rookie team, but the all-star team as well by averaging a whopping 12.3 rebounds per game. This pattern would become a norm for Mutombo in his time at Denver. As he was named to two more all-star teams in the 94-95-6 seasons, and while also leading the league in blocks both years. His totally certified return to Cinder's card shows Mutombo rejecting the shot of Seattle Supersonics legend Detlef Shrimp. And I believe that was the year that they beat the Sonics and went advanced in the next round when the Sonics totally should have went to the finals that year. But they did not. There's your uh, 30 teams, 30 weeks. Number, I believe that's 20, number 20, the Denver Nuggets. And I think that they absolutely got this whole team correct. So uh, that's that. Thanks for listening to me as I reminisce about the Denver Nuggets. It's it's fun to think about them. They were a great team. And, uh, again, with my little bit of time that I spent there, I have a, a slight affinity for the Nuggets. So um, let's go ahead and move on to the show. It's going to be a great one. I have both Brandon and Kurt from uh, Ripping Vintage Packs on. This uh, We're talking breaking, but this is a very niche kind of break that I think you guys will love. This is uh, this is right in the wheelhouse of guys my age who are looking to capture some of that nostalgia of their youth. you got to check them out. And then when we come back on the other side of that, we're going to be talking a little bit of Super Bowl. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun for your Rams fans anyways. Uh, we'll be right back after these messages. This is Joan Garcia, Holy Super Collective, and you're listening to the Fat Packs. A quick reminder that this week's show is brought to you by Badger Breaks. Find them on Facebook by searching for Badger Breaks, or just check out their website, badgerbreaks.com, to get involved in some of the best breaks in the hobby. All right, coming up here next on the Fat Packs, it's Super Bowl week, but that doesn't matter around here. Football's nice, but we're going to be talking breaking. We're going to be talking vintage packs, and I'm going to do it with some new friends, Mr. Brandon and Mr. Kurt. They're from Ripping Vintage Packs. What's going on, guys? Hey, man, we're doing great. Um, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Uh, we're, we're excited for um, – to be talking about packs and not having to deal with the cold weather outside. <laughs> We're inside. It's all good. Here. <laughs> You're inside. It's all good. That is uh, a perfect example of why we should all just stay inside so we can talk about packs and not have to go outside in the cold. All right. I, I've already, I've kind of plugged who you are, you, but go ahead, introduce yourselves and uh, tell my listeners how long each of you have been involved in the hobby and what got you collecting. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Like you said, my name's Kurt Christensen. Um, I've basically been in the hobby close to my whole life. Um, I remember buying 
my first packs of cards in the early 90s. Um, didn't really have my, my, my dad or um, family didn't really collect, but um, I'm not, a, I can't quite put a tooth to how exactly it started. But I mean, early to mid 90s, I got waist deep. I mean, I love 94, 95, Fleer Ultra, all those Donner's inserts. Um, you know, you had a blast. And just like all the stories you hear, you know, the friends would get together. We all each have our players, we trade cards back and forth. And, you know, I, I've never really put down collecting. Okay, that makes sense. What about you, Brandon? Uh, yeah, like you said, my Brandon Edmonds, and I, I've been collecting since 88. My first pack was 88 Fleer, and I still stockpile 88 Fleer because of memories. Uh, my old man got me collecting, and he wanted to start collecting, so my brother and I had something to do besides beat each other. <laughs> and that was that was his method we could sit down and we could store cards forever i did my first card show when i was 10 um so i've been doing this a, a really long time and to be honest there is nothing better than opening packs and uh getting hits and and if you haven't noticed on on the side i'm i'm the guy who does 90 percent of the opening so i'm the guy holding 90 percent of the, the hits we pull and it's just awesome very nice now you, yeah oh, go ahead go ahead I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off yeah i was just saying as Brandon kind of mentioned, you know, he's been doing shows forever and, you know, he, he kind of got behind me maybe five years ago or so and said that, you know, he thought there was an opportunity in a place in the market for someone like us that we're not full-time baseball card guys. You know, we, we got, we got beyond full-time jobs with what we do, but you know, it was kind of his influence to, to kind of move us to the direction where where we've been all right now you you that's a perfect segue i had i had to bring this up in the conversation because like I said, we were talking off air i can't do what you do like it's just not in me but you guys both are farmers full-time just because i'm curious what does a day look like out on the farm for you i'll just give you an example of today it's negative 25 out uh, we work with cattle, so today you had to get dressed, you know, in enough clothes you can't move. Mm. You had to go out, you had to make sure the waters aren't iced over. You got to make sure the cattle are going, you got to feed them. And then, you know, we're lucky enough to come inside to a nice shop, but then you still got to do all the maintenance on everything. We don't send anything out here. We do all the maintenance ourselves. So so my day today was getting up, checking for ice, checking the cattle, coming in and doing work on machinery. Wow, and then talking to you. So. Talking to us. So, so what? So you're up? Are you up at like four thirty-five, and you're going to work till six or seven? Yeah, um, most days um, I'm probably up before five o'clock, and I like to get things up and get started early. The one thing that that happens on the farm is you can always be sure that things don't go according to plan. <laughs> sure. So you like you like to give yourself a little extra time. Um, you know, th- this time of year, we, we do have cattle, and that keeps us busy. Um, but we do get a few extra hours because we obviously can't be in the, in the fields. Um, but but there's definitely times in the year, spring planting, fall harvest season, you know, where, you know, the hours just get incredibly long. And then trying to mix in, you know, the, the, the breaks we're doing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of work. I, I don't tell people I'm a farmer. I tell people we're an issue resolution management. Okay. That makes sense. That makes we sense. Come up, we resolve them, and go about our day. You guys, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to wash your balls here, but you guys are literally part of the team that makes America run. So, just thank you for what you do. That's really cool. And um, 
thanks for thanks for everything really because not only are you doing an important job in your regular jobs you're also bringing joy to the hobby with breaking and you're breaking a, a, a certain demo that uh, a lot of the guys that listen to this podcast really like so let's let's just get to it tell my listeners exactly what ripping vintage packs is and how long have you guys been doing that okay well i appreciate the the, the nice comments um ripping vintage packs is myself brandon and um we, we have a good friend from town wayne and what, what wayne helps us in the background if you've seen our videos uh, sorting cars and getting stuff put in the right spot um but basically it, it's a website that we operate in our main goal is to help facilitate and do live group breaks you know on vintage boxes and packs um we, we kind of set this up i'm going to say we had this idea maybe 18 months ago um it could have been a little over two years ago but really about 18 months ago we started pushing towards it and we just felt like there was a need for an alternative to the full-time corporate type dealers that were doing some of these things. Um, we, we felt that as us, as outsiders, you know, as hobbyists, I mean, we love the hobby. Um, we thought that we could offer something that, you know, the full-time people could not. It's, it's really, offer... Oh, sorry, man. No, go ahead, Brett. Go ahead. I, I, I just want to tell you that the, the whole the whole goal for me was we want to offer a chance for somebody like you and me, 36, 38, to buy back into your childhood and watch it happen and experience the excitement. And we want to do it at a reasonable cost because not everybody can get into these big fancy breaks, man. And, and, and this is just as fun because this is what we were ripping when we were kids. Exactly. I was just going to get to that. I mean, it's, this is something that like, the people that listen to my podcast would love. I mean, I can't tell you how many times 1987 tops is brought up on this, on this show because you know, I, that's my favorite set. I think wood grain is the sexiest thing in cardboard and it's, <laughs> it's just, it's a fun, it's a fun topic for me to talk about. But with that being said, you guys, you, you honestly, you filled, you filled a need that was there. That's great. But like, who inspired you? Like, were you watching other breaks and saying, you know, we could do this specifically with this, this era of cards? Were, were you inspired by, I, I don't know anything really, or is this just something that you guys, uh, just really, like you said, saw the need and you filled it. Yeah. You know, there was some of that going on, um, we, we we saw some uh you know the other breakers doing older pack breaks and stuff and i'm gonna be honest i just i was kind of blown away with some of the, the prices that that were being charged for items and myself personally what i collect in my own collection is, is unopened packs okay and i just am a little turned back by watching 1970 cellos and 1960 cellos being opened and not that, you know, you can do whatever you want to with your stuff, but we kind of saw that direction. And, you know, I said, I was turned back by some of the prices and, you know, we looked at what we had on hand and said, you know, I think there, there's a need and a want for some older breaks without destroying history and offering prices that guys feel are affordable and can get the hits, just like Brandon said you know, from their childhood. So we like to specialize in that, say, 78 through early 90s stuff. There's still a lot of product around. 
Um, if we do our jobs correct, we can offer reasonable buy-ins to those items. And the hits are there. It's fun. You don't always hit, but it's not at a price point that, you know, if you don't hit, you know, you're, you're, you're not out $500 not a, a car. Sure, sure. That makes sense. And you bring the price point is important here. Like uh, tomorrow you guys are doing a break and um, – well, it's Wednesday. If you're listening to the show, listening to the show when it when it posts tomorrow, it's the 31st. It's Brandon's birthday. Happy birthday, Brandon! But you guys are doing a 83, 84 Opeachy hockey wax box. The buy-in is nine dollars. Like, if I can't find nine dollars to get into that, maybe I should reevaluate my priorities. You know, it's uh, it's you guys are doing great things. And that's 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 where it is. I mean. You know, I, I want to have fun. 83, man. I mean, look, think of the baseball hits in 83. You got Boggs, you got Glenn, you got Sandberg. They're the football. You got uh, Singletary, you got Manley, you got Allen. And I mean, and then this, this hockey box has got nine Gretzky's, I think, for Pete's sakes. And, and it's just, it's, it's a blast to do. And, and you're not killing your pocketbook. Right. It's just all. And you're still leaving yourself with, you know, the guys that participate with us, um, they understand that. We can't predict what the cards are going to look like when they come out of the packs. But they do understand there is still upside. I mean, you've got those nine Gretzkys, and, yeah, you know, nobody's going to kid themselves. You're not going to pull nine. They're going to be tens. But there, there's likely one in there is going to probably come back at ten. And you're looking at nines and eights, you know, and there's value there. We it, love nines and dimes. It, right. it, people understand that there still is an upside, even with eighties. I mean, you can even talk about, you know, ripping an 83 Fleer baseball pack. You know, it might be a 4 or $5 pack, but there's three rookies there. They're all can be $100 cards and 10s. There's Nolan Ryan sells for money. You know, you, 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 do have, you do have some upside potential, and it doesn't break the pocketbook to, to get in it. So I want to talk about this box specifically. The, it, first of all, it's OPG, which is awesome. Because the tops versions just they just don't carry the value, so you guys are one bringing quality. But how are you guys? Is this just like a, a random team? Uh, random. So you, I pay my nine bucks. Am I getting a random team, or how are you guys determining where the hits are going? So when when we when we open a, a box, we like to do things by the full box if we can. Now we do offer packs, but our features are usually full boxes, and you get a pack. I don't want to offer you a card in a pack because mm-hmm. you get a one in ten chance to get a hit. I want to give you that full pack chance to get that hit, and and that's the guy that gets it. It's randomized. Uh, whoever buys in's in the randomizer, um, you know, and and we feel good about where we source our product from, and uh, we only source product we feel comfortable that is going to supply hits but hasn't been pilfered of hits. And we want to give you the pack chance to get the hit. We don't want to give you a card in the pack. We want to give you the full pack out of the full box so you get a good quality chance. Like back in the day, going to the local card shop, I want the pack that's right there. I want to take my chance to get the hit. That's our goal. So are you shipping everything out of that pack to the customer then? Uh, we, we offer uh, the option to the customer. We have guys that want just the hit. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I only want the Gretzky or something shipped to me. So that saves them on shipping. A lot of places, you buy a pack and they already had added shipping onto that cost. We don't do that. We don't want to charge you shipping on each pack you buy. We want to charge you shipping on the one product you buy so you can buy more product. 
And awesome. we want to offer you the chance, hey, look, if you don't want the common, we'll take care of that for you. Uh, Wayne gives commons out to kids at uh, Halloween. Uh, we try to give awesome. commons out at the card shows. We give commons out to the kids that have stopped and talked to us. You know, we do all that because we want the youth to get into the hobby, which it isn't like it used to be. Sure. So we want them to get interested. We want them to get in. So I'm, I'm so, I'm, the other thing, go ahead, Kurt. I'm, I'm going to say one more thing on our shipping. The other thing we like to do is several guys uh, participate each week with us. And the other way we keep our shipping costs low and why I don't build it into um, the per pack price is a lot of guys after, say, two, two or three weeks, then we'll bulk ship. So we'll do a rip once a week. We do the rip next week. And then they, they compile everything from those two weeks. We bundle it all together and, and, and we ship it. And then it only ends up being maybe 50 cents per, um, uh, per uh, item they get rather than adding on a $3 charge to every single item. If somebody buys, you know, 20 items in two weeks, well, they, they, they've spent an extra 60 bucks. So, you know, we, we, we try to do that as fairly as possible. I got you. That makes sense. Um, now, you, you brought up kids and the hobby and uh, giving these commons to them, which is great. I got to ask, though, you know, this is a very particular era of cards. So when they get these commons, do you, how, how are their reactions? Because, I mean, everybody's not, we're, we're not all going to know rock, you know, Ron Tugnut, you know, we're not all going to know that guy. So the, I'm sure that kids are not going to know him. But, I mean, when you're giving these 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 1980s, uh, early 90s commons to these kids, are, how's the reaction? The, the best example I can give you is, is my daughter because I, I see it daily. She loves messing around with old cards. And she is more interested in having an item to collect than whose name is on it. So she really takes pride in her little card collection. And, yeah, it's all commons. But she enjoys putting them in the pages, put them in, in the books. She follows the numbers in the back so they're in order. You know, and, and that is the desire I want. I'm a set builder, so just, just watching these little kids that want to, oh, hey, hey, you know, I, can I get more, you know, next time? Do you have more cards? Mm -hmm. That's what I want them to know is that there's a set here, there's cards here. You know, collect them. Desire to own them. Sure. You can get the better ones than the guys you know later, but. I'm going to build that foundation. And we, we usually get pretty good reaction. Awesome. That's great to hear because uh, actually last night uh, I was at a dinner where we were talking about bringing kids into the hobby. And uh, it's just refreshing to hear that even, even through the, you know, the 1980s and uh, 90s commons that there's still, there's still joy to be found there with kids. That's, that's really great to hear. And I will be sure to pass that along to the people that uh, I was having dinner with. So man, how, how often are you guys breaking? Is this biweekly? Is it weekly? Is it monthly? What's, what's your, what's your schedule like for breaks? Um, we, we typically try to break uh, once a week. Our, our usual day of the week is Thursdays. Um, we go live about 8 o'clock Central Time. Um, we do throw in some um, features throughout the year. You know, Super Bowl's coming up. We might throw in um, a, a Super Bowl special. Um, if there's a high demand for a new item we got in, we had that a few weeks ago. We did a special rip on a Sunday. Because we we just had so much the demand for a product, um, stuff like mentioned we farm stuff gets really tight 
spring planting season and harvest season, and there's times where we just tell guys, you know, we just can't get to a rip this week. Um, we're just we're too busy on the farm. But we, we, we try to do it weekly, and as need or want, you know, arrives, we'll, we'll try to offer another one if needed. Makes sense. I mean, because the kind of the kind of product you're breaking, I mean, I can see where it might take a little while to fill. But then again, with high demand, it, it might not. So, speaking of the product, could, can can it be challenging at times to find product to break for your for your audience? Uh, I mean, what determines what you bring to your customers? Um, you know, when we go looking for product, or when we're talking to people about product, our number one goal. It is yeah, it's a challenge, but part of the challenge is because I don't want a Frankenstein box. I don't want a box that's had, you know, the the, the eighty six football. I don't want the Jerry Rice and the Steve Young to have been hit already and, and you filled it in with packs. So our goal when we're sourcing it and why we have a challenge is we want a full box. We want to feel comfortable about where it came from and that it's a fresh full box, or we want it from a full case. And, and that's our goal when we go shopping, and that's our goal when we go looking, is I want to know I'm bringing you the best possible product to guarantee you the best hits possible. That's, that's perfect. So <laughs> with that being said, you have, you, you have the best products possible. We know that breakers, most of the breakers out there are breaking new product. What are you guys doing to get your name out there and and showing that market, this niche market that you guys are working in? What are you guys doing to get your name out there and saying, hey, we got these products that you're going to love too? And how is that working for you? Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll get to that here. I got one more point on, on the unopened product. Sure. Um, trying to find it. Just like Brandon said, you know, vintage and open is, is a tough market. Um, there, there's a lot of bad packs and, and bad boxes out there, and it's hard to get good, clean product, and even harder to, to get it at a fair price point. So we re, we really work hard behind the scenes to, to try to source product, and the, the, the customers that we have, we, we, we like to take requests. Our, our feature last week was an 82 Tops baseball wax box. That was a re- request from one of our customers to put that out. We, we've had another re- request for a, a 93 Finest box. Mm. So I'm sure in the future um, we'll, we'll try to throw that up. You know, we, we try to work with guys um, to offer products they want. Um, but to, go ahead, to answer your question on, yeah, h- how do we get guys into um, our market because there's so much modern stuff um, going on? Um, you know, get, getting our name out there, it's incredibly challenging. Like we already mentioned, we are not full-time baseball card dealers. We don't have um, 10, 15, 20 years, you know, b- backing us or, or name recognition. So um, a lot of this by word of mouth. Um, you know, guys that are with us try to spread the word. Um, we, you know, we, we try to get into Facebook pages and, you know, just tell guys that, you know, we are out there. Um, the, the, the flip side of that is I'm not willing to compromise our price points on our items to justify paying crazy advertising dollars to go advertise somewhere. Sure. You no, know, that's just not something I'm willing to do. Our, our price point is what I think is the most attractive feature we have. So I'm just not willing to compromise it. So we, we don't have 
you know, a lot of advertising and you're almost like sometimes you're, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle, but I'm not willing to compromise what, what we do. So it's, it's a lot by, by, by word of mouth. Okay. I mean, I think where you guys are, are really hitting it at though, is again, this is just product that guys my age really love. And I think not to be cliche, but if you build it, they will come right. You know, it's, it's a, it's a, type of stuff that again i promise you the first the next time i see a 87 tops box on your on your on your website i'm, I'm getting in it's, it's happening so it's just that kind of thing where uh, you you offer something that we're you, it, you're tugging at our heartstrings almost because uh, we all love this era of card and i think you guys are doing a really good job hence that's why you're on the fat packs today and i really appreciate it man um uh, go ahead did you have something else no, 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 I was just laughing. Oh. I, I, I'm happy you noticed it. Awesome, awesome. So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, when, when, when we got the message from you, I mean, we, we were thrilled because, you know, just like it says, we're not out there. You know, I, I can't spend crazy amounts of money advertising all over the place because it, it's just not it's just not what we do. We're, we're not a big corporate entity. This isn't something that's paying our bills. Right. You know, this is something we're offering to collectors at a cheap price. So, I mean, we were thrilled to hear from you because that means somehow some grassroots, you know, way you, 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 you found it. Yeah, it worked. You found us. Yeah. Um, it was Facebook. So whatever you did with Facebook, man, <laughs> congratulations. It came up as a, it came up as a, a suggested, Hey, you might like this. And I was like, Hey, I do like that. Let me look at it. So, uh, <laughs> Let's talk about your website, man, because it is on point. Whoever whoever set this up and and runs this thing for you, it's it's beautiful. I want to talk about the store section. Who who whose cards are those and or packs and who's who owns that stuff? Because those are beautiful. Is that part of your collection or is that stuff that you know you you've picked up and are looking to sell or how's that work? Yeah, thanks. Um, the, the the website was a. Uh, designed by a good friend of mine, um, and their company is eVision Media. Okay. Um, they, they they run a web developing company, and they're actually out of Canada. And um, I, I, I've known the owner for quite some time, and he knew what we were trying to do. And it got to the point after about six months where we just got together and we talked and we told him what we wanted, and I basically let him do it. And just like he said, the website is fantastic. Mm-hmm. They do great work. Customer support is awesome. So, He's on our rip every night. And any issue that comes up, any question that comes up, anything that needs, he will sit there and, and he'll take care of it with us right sweet. there for the customer. And it's amazing to have his backing. Awesome. That's, I mean, it, it, it's so it's really great then to have someone like this in your back pocket who not only believes in what you do, but wants to see you succeed too. And is willing to, to put this, your website is amazing. It, it, it looks like a, it, I hate this term. It, it looks like a, a 21st century website should look, you know? So, uh, he's done a great job and that, that must make you feel really good to know that he's backing you too. It, it feels great. And we appreciate that support. Um, then, then to go on to your question about the store. <laughs> yeah. Those are items that, um, myself i own okay and there are items that um you know some of them i've had eight ten years some have been bought recently um we we do go out and we like to buy collections and like i said our main um, thing we're trying to do on the website is live breaks but we do have a lot of product 
And there are extras of a lot of product that we, we want to offer, you know, at, at a fair price. And part of that is the store. And the other part of that is um, we kind of have a, a buying page and we like to buy product. And the, the other part of us not being a full-time baseball card dealer is there's a lot of situations where I think people would be surprised with what we're willing to pay to get product. Sure. Um, every deal's different. Um, if I'm buying a deal for one box or a hundred boxes or a truck case or a, tr- or a truckload of a hundred cases, you know, every deal's different. Um, I don't want to box myself into a corner on anything, but people who have dealt with us, I think the common thread is they're awfully surprised with what we're willing to pay to, to get product. Uh, you guys, I'm, I'm sorry, if I get this wrong, just correct me. Are you in Idaho or Iowa? Which one is it? Iowa. You're in Iowa. What are the what is the card shop situation like around you out there? Is is it? I know that this there is, is no card shop. so there's no card shops, and this is so you're you're like it, right? Well, I mean, you're you're looking you're looking two hours to hit a shop, two and a half hours. They're not the best shops in the world. Uh, you know, a lot of them are mom and pops that are still selling the ninety Donruss they have stockpiled. <laughs> and, and and it's just not around here. Um, you know, we we, we uh, have a tiny little card show in town. It happens four times a year. It, it just it, you know the, the the hobby in this area has calmed down. You know, we're not where a team is. We're not in the, in a big market. And and but you know we we do have a pile of product, and we we are trying to get get noticed, and and we are trying to believe it or not, even though it's not our full time job, we want to grow. You know, we want to. Sure. You service service the market that exists at a higher rate. Now, uh, just just out of pure ignorance, where are you where are you located in reference to the Iowa Cubs? Four hours north. Four hours north. Okay, so like Four getting down north. Or, go ahead. Yeah, I would say, or I would like to say, I'm three hours south of the the, the, the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, I'm, Kurt. I'm I had to get that, that, that plug in. You know, and we're, we're six hours from the, the Kansas City Royals. Um, Milwaukee Brewers are probably eight hours. There's a lot of fans in, in Iowa. They're just not particularly, you know, one team. Right. That's crazy. That, like, the options here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area for me are, they're not, there's, there's five or six shops that I could go to. But then, you know, we have access to, you know, the Cowboys and the Rangers and the Stars. Uh, I've always told my wife, like wherever we move, they have to have at least two of the four sports. Because if not, I'm just going to be miserable. You guys are doing. <laughs> you guys are like bringing a real need to like your 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 friends. Do do your friends in the community get into these breaks, or are they are they not into it? Uh, you want to go ahead. I, I have had uh, some some friends will buy in. I, I got a buddy who lives in Kentucky. Who I, I rarely see anymore from college, but he he bought in the other night. He goes, man, this is exciting. We start watching that, and, and and you know, Dr. J comes out or Ricky Henderson falls out, and he got in. He he, he said, man, I, I love it. I got another buddy who was uh, moved out of this town in Kansas City, and he's been buying in. Um, and then there's a local guy or three that buy in, and, and in fact, there's a guy from Lakefield, 30, 30 minutes north of us. He buys in. Nice. And and. and They've all said the same thing. It's just it's it's a lot of stuff you can't go outside and buy anymore. Right. And it's just fun. It it is it is a lot of fun. Speaking of a lot of fun, I think my favorite section uh, on your website is called Dimes and Nines. You mentioned it earlier. Lay out what dimes and nines are. This, this is this is my baby. 
this was my 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 brain spawn. I love this page. I said to Kurt, and I said to our, our, our buddy Dan, who who does the e-vision, I said, man, I want people to see what we're ripping. I want them to see that nines and tens are coming out. In fact, I think right now there's over 300 cards from our rips at PSA. Wow. And I, 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 Beckett has, how many did, did they send to Beckett the other day, too? Because, see, we ripped, we ripped this 80s product, and, and, and Beckett's got the, that, the, the quad whatever the devil, the, the, the corners and all that. Right. Is, uh-huh. And I, I, it, it, man, the eighties product with that on there is, is, is amazing. Sure. Cause eighties, as you know, had print defects. It was OC like crazy. I mean, to, to, to see the different grades that are coming out. And I said to him both, I said, man, I want this on her page. I want somebody to see, I've got a BGS nine, five Ripken, a BGS nine, five manually, or I want to see that I have a PSA 10, uh, Dallas, uh, or, or uh, Dwight Clark, and and I want I want that to show up, and, and so that you know, as a buyer, that we are pulling cards and they are grading well, and our product is solid, and that is my favorite page because some of the highlights are on there or will be soon. I think what Ricky Henderson's at, at BGS oh, now. I think uh, the die cut A Rod was heading out. So I mean, there's some big hits coming up that we'll, we'll hopefully be seeing on Nines and Dimes. Very nice. This is like. It I I was I've I've honestly went through this page well well it's two pages here at least five or six times just looking at these cards going man this is great great stuff and if I could just get my 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 listeners to know about it that they I know they would be interested in it so uh, that's again another reason why I had you on because there's nothing better than highlighting your collection but getting your collection or a piece of your collection highlighted on another page like for somebody to say hey i i pulled this from you know ripping vintage wax packs and it's here i they get i got a nine out of it or a 10 out of it that's that's such a great idea brandon you, you, that's a kudos to you for for having that brainstorm that's uh really awesome thanks yeah it, it is great and the, the, the other part about that that i, I really like is it, it, it shows the, the type of product that, that we buy. Again, sure. I, I can't predict what the cards are going to look like when they come out, but usually the, the hits arrive. Um, the other part of that, as you've seen, we do have some unopened packs in, in the Knives and Dimes mm-hmm. page. And what we do, if we open cello boxes, um, chances are somewhere there's probably star packs that show up. And we like to... A lot of our customers may not be informed on the value of unopened star packs, but that's one thing I PC myself. So if I see a star pack show up, I stop the rip and I wait till I can get in contact with with that owner mm-hmm. to, to tell them, you know, I think this likely is going to grade a, a nine. And you're, you're looking at big value in, in your pack being unopened. So I know there's a 1980 cello pack with Yastrzemski on top. We yeah, had on a, that page, and then we've, we did we get back to Rain Dawson? Yeah, you know, so so we do see some unopened packs on there as well, and those are from our rips. Those are just items that we offer you the ability yeah. to leave it sealed, which is not a lot of people don't offer that, and and we want we want to make sure we're different, and that's that's the other thing. I mean, there's value in these packs now that is not just inside them. So you know that's what we do. It it's so awesome. Both these packs that are on here. Uh, 1983 Tops Baseball Michigan Test Pack. I mean, one, who knows what the Michigan Test Pack is anymore? That's just not something that we that gets talked about. But the fact that you had you guys had them and this one's graded a nine, 
That's great, man. You guys are offering a great service to to your customers, and I'm just really excited about having you on and and being able to bring this forward. Now, with all that being said, I'm sure that both of you have a favorite moment in a break uh, that you guys have seen. Can can you both both Brandon and Kurt lay out what your favorite moment's been so far? Yeah, I sure will. Um, I'll start and. Um, I'll let Brandon, Brandon finish with those. Um, one of my favorite moments was um, when, when we hit an 81 tops Joe Montana rookie. And, and what, what was cool about this is, and we were very upfront with this, we bought a collection and there was a couple loose 81 tops football rack packs. And the price we offered to guys, and we, we said right away, you know, I can't verify where these packs are from. They didn't come from, you know, a box that I was aware of. You know, I had no history behind it. So we offered it at, at, at a lesser price. Well, the, the first first rack we opened two up in, yeah, two cards in, out flops Joe, Joe Montana. Wow. Um, so, I mean, I mean that was, was really cool. A <laughs> um, couple other nice hits. And this, and this tells you that um, the next couple hits about some of the product we're sourcing is um, – we opened up just recently. This was last week. Um, we were opening up an '84 Donners pack and um, hit the hit, hit the Don Mattingly. And that's what everybody wants from 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 that that box. And I mean, God, I was excited. And you know, we talked about it, showed it. Then I went through the rest of the pack. Two cards later was a second Don Mattingly from the same wax pack. You got to love correlation. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the odds of that are. But, it, it, I mean, it, it can't happen often. Um, the, the other thing that gets me excited, and there's not a lot of big hit money value here, but we, we got a couple guys that uh, PC, uh, more uh, ob- obscure-type players. One of them Jim Ganter. Um, myself, I, I like some Twins players. But when we hit, like, an 87 Opeachy box and there's a, a Jim Ganter that falls out, I mean, I know right in my head I got a guy that collects Jim Ganter he wants that card, and you know, and it looks really nice, and it's, it's a card that most people wouldn't grade. So that there's an opportunity for him to get it cheap, it's packed fresh, and so th- those are the other things that stick in my mind is some of the oddball players that that people like. Mm-hmm. But without a doubt, when, when we hit that Joe Montana, I mean, hey, I like that Montana. <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome uh, card. The, the the best thing from like I said, I I get to open ninety percent of the packs which is uh, just amazing. And I, I, we, we've been selling, uh, for example, 79 basketball. And, and, and these packs that were centered and amazing. And in the same pack, you get the Alex English rookie. And then right under it, two cards later, Dr. J. I think I hit four Dr. J one, cards one in one night. Wow. So that's awesome. But then when you're opening an a 80 cello uh, and – there's Ricky Henderson on top, and he's centered. The excitement is amazing. The guys who get him are hollering on YouTube, you know, and we're hollering where, where we sit and rip this, and that's amazing. And then and, and then just hitting a, a, a newer card. The 94SP Alex Rodriguez die cut came out of our box. Mm. Well, we sourced a case. It was a sealed case. We ripped a product, and we got well, probably the hottest card in the, in, in the whole thing. And And just holding those cards... I didn't hold a lot when I was a kid, you know. Right. It's amazing. And and, and, and having the guys, you know, hollering on, on YouTube when they're typing and they're excited and I'm excited. And then we get these guys on messages. A couple of them we talked to on the phone. 
And it's just really cool. The excitement is good. And you can feel that excitement when you start hitting hard. It just, it just really is good energy. It, I'm, I'm flipping through some of your pictures here. And uh, the one that's caught my eye, and I love this card, is the 87-88 uh, Reggie Miller rookie. And it, this thing looks beautiful. It, this thing is this card looks beautiful. But as, as I flip through this, I mean, there's Jordan right behind it, Magic, Kareem. I mean, you guys are just Robert Parrish. That's a rookie too. You're just pulling on heartstrings is what you guys are really doing. And I think you guys are doing a really great job. And I just want to thank you for coming on, man. You, you guys, this is great. I, I'm glad that I could bring this forward to my, to my listeners. And I promise you, you will see my name in a break very soon. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for letting us do it. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man, I, I really appreciate it. Like I mentioned earlier, I mean, we were thrilled um, to, to, to hear from you because that means, you know, whatever we're doing is is, is getting out of there. Um, you know, th- this has been a, a great opportunity to talk to you. Um, you know, again, I'll, I'll say one more time, our, our goal in this is to offer good product at a fair price that we feel good about to the customers having the chance you know, to pull those hits, bring back some of those memories that Brandon talks about. And, you know, everything's about that that customer. We're trying to offer fair prices. Well, you're doing a good job. <laughs> you're doing a great job. Before we get you out of here, man, uh, let our let my listeners know where they can find you on social media. Hit them with the website, and uh, then we'll wrap this up, okay? Yeah, you can, you can check us out. Uh, Ripping Vintage Packs on Facebook and then RippingVintagePacks.com. Uh, Kurt and I are always available for, for messages, suggestions. Uh, we'll, we'll try to find anything you want ripped. And uh, we want to make sure you check us out. Uh, if you got questions about, you know, what we're doing. Awesome. You know, yeah, it, it, the easiest way, like Brandon says, if, if you Google Ripping Vintage Packs, uh, our website will come up. And right on the top of the website, I have my phone number. I have our email address. You can call me. You can text me. You can email me. Um, I respond pretty quick. Everybody's on Facebook. If you just get in the Facebook search bar and search Ripping Vintage Packs, our Facebook page will pop up. And, again, call me, text me, email us, and we'll be more than happy to, to listen to you. Awesome. Guys, go check them out. Uh, I, again, you know the, you know the show. I'm, I'm not going to bring you somebody that, that I don't think is doing a good job. Uh, both Brandon and Kurt are awesome at what they do. This is a great site. And, again, it's right in your wheelhouse. This is a niche that I know that you're all looking for. So uh, go check them out, rippingvintagepacks.com, and you can find their social media and all their contact information there. All right, guys, hang tight. We'll be right back on the other end of this break with little Beckett whatevs as we break down what's going to be happening this weekend in the Super Bowl. <sighs> the Patriots are going to win. Sorry, guys. We'll be right back. <laughs> hey, this is Brandon. Hey, this is Kurt. And we're ripping vintage packs. And you're listening to Fat Packs Podcast. All right. There's ripping vintage packs if you need them, man. Go check them out. I was checking out their website as the interview was going on, and I was just actually playing on it a little bit here again. It's such a fun website. It's very well put together for for a breakers website that I I can see where guys like myself, again, who are looking to catch nostalgia and, and pick up cards that they had in their youth and want to be a part of something like that and not spend a ton of money either on the breaks. It's a lot of fun, man. So go 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 check them out. I'm I'm glad that they hopped on the show. They're fairly new to it. They said you know they've been in for about 18 months, and 
that is a, a that is a, a, a fix that I think was needed, as I said during the interview. You know that that hobby break that that was missing for me was those 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 vintage packs, those eighties those eighties and nineties um, boxes that weren't going to cost an arm and a leg, but you still had a lot of fun with, and they they've done a nice job of feeling it. So. Go check them out. Ripping Vintage Packs. Brandon, uh, happy birthday, Brandon, by the way. Uh, hope you have fun on your 36th, I believe it is. And then they have that great rip going on tonight, that 83-84 OPG. I said during the interview, uh, it's the OPG version and not the Tops. Turns out Tops didn't have uh, hockey cards in 1983-84. They had stickers, but they didn't have cards. So uh, my my comment there was mute at well. All right, we are talking uh Back at whatevs, we're talking the Super Bowl. I keep saying, I keep saying, I keep saying, I keep saying the Patriots are going to win. I just believe that Tom Brady and the Patriots are going to win, no matter if you like him or not. I just, it, it, he's he is who he is. He's the goat for a reason, and he is absolutely. I just, I just, you can't give you can't give Bill Belichick two weeks to figure out how to beat the beat a team and not expect them to do it. Now it's happened before, of course. With that being said. I want the Rams to win. I would love to see the Rams and Jared Goff uh, and Sean McVay come through and, and beat the Patriots. That's what I want. I just don't think it's going to happen. But I'm still pulling for the Rams, so don't don't get me uh, twisted there. With that being said, it's been a crazy, crazy time with 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 modern cards selling high. We just had that Brady that sold uh, for a massive amount of money, and over the weekend. If you didn't know, the, the NHL All-Star game took place. To be honest with you, I was really wasn't paying all that much attention to it. But uh, Crosby, Sidney Crosby, won the MVP of that. He had four points and four assists. But he also had a, a nice mar- marking, marking in the hobby when a BGS 910-0506 Cup patch rookie auto of his sold for over fifty grand. This is absolutely an insane number for a modern card like that. Um, but then again, it's not an insane number because it's it's the most important set in modern hockey probably uh, as as that rookie class and that that set of cards from the cu- upper decks of the cup, uh, 05, 06, is, is that rookie class was amazing. And then this is the most important card in that. So it's not all that insane to think about it selling for – for over fifty grand, I think it was fifty-two k is what it ended up for. the The record was fifty-five, and this fell just short of that. But that's just a uh, <laughs> that's just another comment or another another speaking point for how modern cards are selling. You know, you you will always have the eighty-six, eighty-seven Jordan. You will always have, and I I consider it modern, but the seventy-nine, eighty. Uh, Opeachy, Wayne Gretzky. It, they, I know that there's a there's a cutoff there that some people would argue. I call it uh, I call it modern though. Uh, Trout's uh, Brady's rookie. The, we've all seen these sell for really high prices, and uh, this is just another example of a, of a card that is squarely in those that that Mount Rushmore of, of, of high selling modern cards, and as it should be, it's not, it's not all that surprising or insane, but it, it is a little bit when you think about somebody's paying fifty. Fifty cal fifty thousand dollars for a for a piece of cardboard is is, is pretty nuts. So uh, congratulations to the seller. Congratulations to uh, Sidney Crosby for winning the MVP, and congratulations to the probably Super Bowl champion Patriots. But I hope it's the Rams. I really hope it's the Rams. Really, 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 really hope it's the Rams. I don't know why I whispered that either. So I was perusing over on prewardscards.com, 
and I found something interesting that I wanted to know more about because I my my vintage my pre-war vintage knowledge is just insufficient. So uh, I've been checking out their site more and more, and uh, evidently. A second blue old mill T206 card has surfaced. Um, this is over, again, on prewars.com. Uh, the article dropped yesterday. You can check it out. Uh, the name of the t- the name of the article is, has a second blue old mill T206 card surfaced. I'll just read the opening segment here and let you guys go check out the rest of it. But it's it's intriguing I, because I don't know a lot about it, and uh I want to learn, so uh, I want I wanted to bring share this to you, share with share this with you. It says, "Ooh, I got to scroll up here. Screen jumped all over the place." That uh, a true pre-war rarity may have surfaced this week. Wait, a second old blue mill T two hundred six card? That me might that might be the question you find yourself asking regarding the title. But indeed, a single solitary blue old mill card did indeed surface a few years ago. If you're only vaguely familiar with T206 cards, you might you might not know why this is such a big deal. Well, that's me. After all, T206 cards with old mill backs are not too difficult to find. The issues the issue here is that almost all old mill cards in the set were printed with black ink. Some very rare ones were printed with brown ink and worth a substantially <coughs> worth a substantial amount more as a result. And before today, the hobby knew of only one blue-backed old mill card. Blue-backed old mill card. The cards are not particularly easy to spot if you're not looking for them, or more importantly, if you aren't familiar with the regular old mill T206s. But there's a close-up that might help. On the top is a regular black ink old mill card, and on the bottom is a previously known old mill card with blue ink. By comparison, they are much easier to see when blown up. And I, the picture they have here will really help you, so you got to check this article out. No such card would be accepted as legit on its face in raw condition. The card that was known before was one featuring Hall of Famer Ed Walsh. It was subsequently graded by SGC and even received a decent assessment of an SGC 30, that's a 2, deeming it to be in good condition. That card was offered in 2012 by Huggins and Scott with one bid of $15,000. It was then offered again in the following year by Heritage, selling for a slightly less $14,300 that time around. With more more action as eight bids were placed, the second sell helped establish it, for the time anyway, as a legit five-figure card despite despite its authenticity concerns by some. That authenticity has been subject of hot debate ever since, and the card brought the public brought to the public. And despite the fact that the card passed third-party authentication by a reputable grading company, there are still some collectors that dispute dispute it, and shall we say credit its credibility. Late Monday night, a second blue black blue back old mill candidate was brought to the public. The discovery was on Net54. It was made by a super, a user posted his card, a PAL T206 with a blue old mill back. The the user not only showed his card, but posted it an in-depth video with extremely convincing imagery and up-close shots of the card. The back of the card, if nothing else, certainly looks like it was printed in real blue ink sans shenanigans. That alone, of course, will not give it credibility it needs until it is graded all bets are off here but the card looks like the real deal. This is an interesting, interesting uh, 
thing to me, just an interesting uh, fact about the hobby is there's so many different, you know, different backs for these uh, pre-war cards, and I'm I'm the least probably the least knowledgeable in the room about them, especially when you when you start talking about Net Fifty Four guys and and the, obviously PreWarWarCards.com. But this is a is a really cool find, and if it's substantiated, it, it's going to be big news in the hobby. So, uh, Pre-War Cards has done a great job here uh, with a, with the rest of this article. Go check it out. It's uh, PreWars.com. The name of the article is "Has a Second Blue Old Mill T206 Card Surfaced." Uh, and it does not say who who wrote it, or I can't see, but it's it's right there at the top of the top of the page. It's, it, it, uh, it was an article that dropped on January thirtieth. So, go read the rest of the article for yourself. It's really fun, and I think that it's going to be uh, significant if it if it is truly legit. So, um, I just wanted to give you a little heads up about that. It's it's been uh, been a been a crazy week in in, in the hobby with again with. Top Series One coming out, uh, the the Luca Gold Vinyl being graded and out, and now this this possibly second blue Old Mill T two hundred six card surface as well. It's it's been a crazy week and a fun week in the hobby, and of course again the Crosby selling for over fifty thousand dollars. I need I need to start investing in some of this stuff. I think I think we all do. Let's just all pull our money together and start investing in cards and. Um, We'll bring the hobby back to life because everybody thinks it's dying, anyways, right? Well, that's uh, that's that, man. That's a uh, that's a that's a cool article. Go check out the rest of it, and uh, make sure that you are uh, checking out prewars.com, prewarcards.com, because um, there's a lot of information there. They who the guys that run the site are are on top of their game. I can't give them enough credit for what they do. This is uh this is really cool. So go check that out. All right, again, want to mention uh, Badger Breaks. Thanks so much for jumping on the, and, and being a part of the team here. He's got some great – he's got a Super Bowl mixer. I think it's $500 a spot, but good Lord, it's a lot of stuff. He's got contender case break uh, – a contender's case break. Pick your team. That contenders, as I mentioned last week, is getting harder and harder to find. It's, uh, it's out there, but you're going to pay for it. Optic basketball, of course. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't have a cough button. Optic Basketball, of course, he's got that up as well. Make sure you go and check him out uh, at BadgerBreaks.com, or you can just search for him in the uh, Facebook search bar and get added to the group. Tell him I sent you over there, and he will be very thankful that you came. And, of course, Ken Carl Sports Art. Thank you, Ken, for uh, for the sketch that you that you, you did for me and jumping on board as a, as a sponsor for the month. And uh, I can't tell you how great of a job he's done. You just got to go see his work. KenCarlSportsArt.com, and he will, you will, I, I think you will be blown away. He does a really great job. And that's it, guys. That's it for this week. Uh, thank you again uh, to everybody for listening. I really appreciate it. Make sure you're checking out Sports Card Nation podcast this week as I will be a guest there. Thanks again to John. And until next week, just keep listening. Cue the Drake.